Look, ultimately, time will tell how significant this particular victory was for the Toronto Blue Jays. But I think it's pretty safe to say that over the course of this up and down, if we can call it up and down 2023 season, there have been few wins, few wins that were more satisfying or more gratifying for the Toronto Blue Jays than tonight's 6-3 win over the Baltimore Orioles, the first of three games between the teams. The numbers to call tonight, 416-870-0590, star 591-888-666-0590, a winning edition of Blue Jays baseball, the Blue Jays beating the Orioles. We have not been able to say that very say that very often this year, but we can say it tonight. The Blue Jays beating the Baltimore Orioles, the first place Baltimore Orioles, 6-3 in 10 innings. A lot to talk about, obviously. Um, Brandon Belt with a two-run home run in the 10th inning. It is remarkable what happens when you go up and swing at a, at, at a first-pitch fastball. It, it, it truly is. Um, the beauty of that 10th inning from the Blue Jays was the simplicity of their approach. Bo was on second to start the inning. Belt homers. Vladdy swings at the next pitch and doubles. George Springer swings at the next pitch. Yes, it's a line out. But the beauty is the simplicity of the approach the Blue Jays took in that inning. A lot of credit to go around for this one. Bo Bichette with a play that if this game... If this game ends up uh, being as significant as it it feels at this at this moment in time, uh, Bo Bichette with a game saving dive and throw, Jordan Hicks, Ryan Mountcastle has single handedly demolished the Jays this year. He was zero for four with three strikeouts and an intentional walk tonight. That. That is a perfect, that is the line you want to see from Ryan Mountcastle against the Blue Jays. Jordan Hicks struck him out three pitches, 97, 99, 98. Jordan Hicks was like the thermonuclear weapon the Blue Jays bullpen has not had against really good teams, against elite teams. Credit to John Schneider. For his bullpen management tonight, credit to John Schneider for getting Yusei Kikuchi out of the game when he did. Loud contact. My guess is if this had been a month ago, Kikuchi stays in the game. You can't afford to take that chance if you're John Schneider. You just can't. Not after an off day. Not with this bullpen. Also credit John Schneider for leaving Brandon Belt in. For leaving Brandon Belt in the game. And not pinch hitting for him uh, with two out in the seventh inning. Some were wondering, do you pinch it for Brandon Belt against the lefty? I'm sure John Schneider's thinking, I'm going to see righties the rest of the way. And I'm sure John Schneider is also well aware that Felix Bautista probably wasn't going to get two innings. The Baltimore Orioles since June have been very careful with the number of innings Felix Bautista is getting. 
There have been times this year, there have been times this year, even earlier in the year, when the manager, Brandon Hyde, has shut down Felix Batista for a couple of games. See, I'm not going to use him. I'm going to need him later in the year. I'm not going to use him. This is a, this is a uh, much, much bigger series for the Blue Jays than it is for the Baltimore Orioles. And I think that's... Uh, I think that's what we've seen. Marty in New Jersey, you're on Blue Jays Talk. Hey, Jeff. How's it going? Good, thank you. Can't I'm actually listening to the podcast every day. I can't believe I'm actually talking to you here. Thank um, you. Are we, are, are we better than, than Baltimore at this point with our pitching? And it's our pitching being, I guess, better. And if our hitting comes around just a drop, are we better than Baltimore? Uh, no. I mean, you can't say that based no. on one game. Right, Baltimore's won eight of 11 games. Jordan Hicks was great tonight, but keep in mind that Jordan Hicks has pitched for the Blue Jays against Baltimore as well. And at least one of those occasions, it did not go well. Um, No, I'm not prepared to say that they're a better team. Uh, The Blue Jays, statistically, the Blue Jays bullpen, the starting rotation. Look, I'll take take the Blue Jays rotation over the Orioles in a heartbeat. You'd be be silly not to. Um, they may be the best rotation in baseball, one of the best rotations in baseball. Bullpens are pretty close. I still prefer the Orioles lineup because, as we saw tonight, a couple of their runs came with two outs. They're a better team with runners in scoring position in two outs than the Blue Jays. I still think there's a more dynamic sense to their lineup than there is to the Blue Jays. And look, um, they're, what, seven and a half games ahead of the Jays? That don't lie. I will say this. I will say this, Marty, and thank you for the call. I will say that I think the Blue Jays match up a little better against the Orioles now than they may have done earlier in the year. Um, you say Kikuchi, despite what you saw tonight, you say Kikuchi is a much better pitcher than he was earlier in the year. I mentioned Jordan Hicks. Uh, I think there is a chance that we can say, as we look at these two teams, that the Blue Jays match up really well with the Orioles. But I still think the Orioles, again, the the record doesn't lie. The record doesn't lie. Matt and Victoria, you're on Blue Jays Talk. Hey, Jeff. How's it going? Good, man. What's up? Uh, I just want to say, like, I, I think tonight's game uh, kind of exemplified how this offense should be, minus... Um, once again, like Vladdy, I mean, you know, when people talk about Ross Atkins and when even you guys were talking about how he put this lineup together and there was obviously a missing piece because you wouldn't have Brandon Belt hitting where he is in the lineup. But as we've seen the season progress here and we saw everybody that could to be up to their capabilities, I think at the end of the day, and I hate to put so much pressure on like one or two players, but if Vladdy and George were having even uh, their career years or even a smidge better than their average years, I think this team would be neck and neck with the Baltimore Orioles because, as you say, the pitching is better. The bullpen has probably got to be one of the best in the league now. Um, so, you know, I think Brandon Bell was a perfect fit. And everybody functioning in this lineup, I think Ross Atkins put together a beast. 
Well, it's think? hard to say that it that it's a beast. Um, they have not been, uh, and, and even if you talk to, to to the manager, you know, this is a team that's still susceptible to the elevated fastball. There are too many similar hitters in this team. Um, it it's could it be a good lineup? It'll be it would be a beastly lineup if Vladimir Guerrero Jr. was the hitter that we thought he was going to be or was producing the way we thought he was going to produce a couple of years ago. Absolutely. If George Springer, uh, and, and keep in mind, George Springer's age is factoring in here. But if we were talking about a slightly better George Springer, absolutely the lineup would be better. Um, as for Brandon Belt, look, Brandon Belt does one thing and one thing well, or has done one thing and one thing well through most of his career. He sees a lot of pitches he gets on base. Uh, that is what he has done for the for this Blue Jays team. See, Brandon Belt has done what you expect Brandon Belt to do. Um, I'm not surprised by what I've seen from him this year. I just don't know if ultimately you can have success in the postseason. Like, keep in mind what this is about. This is about going to the World Series this year. This isn't about getting into the wild card. It'll be great to get into the wild card, but ultimately the wild card will be some some almost a disappointment for this team. This is about winning the division. That's what people, that's how good people thought this team would be. Um, and I just don't know if Brandon Belt, doing what Brandon Belt does necessarily um, gives you what you need down the stretch and into the into the postseason. However, having said that, look, he's hit what three home runs in two games again tonight. He hit a fastball. He hit it out of the he hit he hit home run a home run on the first pitch fastball. Um, we're starting to see him make a little contact with the fastball. Uh, it still seems odd to me to have Brandon Belt hitting behind Bo Bichette. I would still rather th- see Bo Bichette in a run-producing position. But look, they're coming off a game against the Cincinnati Reds where they set a season high in extra base hits and had five home runs. They followed that up by beating the Baltimore Orioles, who they have had an awful lot of trouble with this year. Six to three in extra innings in their own ballpark. They followed it up by shutting down a guy who single-handedly has ruined the American League East for the Blue Jays this year in Ryan Mountcastle. They beat a bullpen in the Orioles that is an elite bullpen, considered to be the strength of a very good team. So having said all that, having said all that, yeah, this is, listen, this is a team that should be expected to make the playoffs. Right? I I think we have to keep that in mind. But I've also said, and I said this in Blair and Barker, and I'll say it again, you know, at this point in time, we're almost in the beggars can't be choosers situation right now because the Seattle Mariners are playing very well. The Houston Astros are, def- are, are defending champions and the Boston Red Sox are getting healthy and they're right in your ass. Um, that's a race. <laughs> and 
I think we need to, as we evaluate what happens the rest of the way, I think, I think, I think we need to keep that in mind. I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to remind myself that even though I'm someone, I'm one of many who picked the Jays to win the division and go to the world series. I'm going to try to remind myself that my mistaken optimism about this team shouldn't necessarily preclude me from looking at what I'm seeing right now and enjoying the ride to the wild card. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh my God, I hope they don't make the wild card. Of course I want the Jays to make the wild card. Of course I want them to make the playoffs. But again, in the background, the background of my mind, and I think in the background of a lot of people's mind, was the notion that this team was supposed to win this division. 416-870-0590, star 591, 888-666-0590. That's, that's not to take away from this game. Folks, this was, as Dan Schultz, this was a great game. This was a fun game. This was a tense game. And this was a game where for the first time, now that's not fair because the Jays had a good series against the Boston Red Sox. But for a rare time this year, this was a tense AL East game where the Jays made all the right plays, where the manager made all the right decisions, and where they came through offensively. Gee and Maple, you're on Blue Jays Talk. Hey, Blair, I, uh, I thought tonight's game was, in my opinion, the biggest game of the season in the biggest series of the season for the simple reason, you know, we're hanging on until Friday when the uh, schedule opens up a little bit for us and, you know, we could put a huge winning streak together, hopefully. And, you know, if you told me tonight if we could steal this game, I mean, I'm not saying we're going to sweep Baltimore. They haven't been swept all year. but you know, They haven't been swept, actually, since Adley Rutschman was called up. Exactly. But, you know, we, with the table set, we got our stud tomorrow. And then on Thursday, we got a guy who's, what, 10-0 and against him lifetime. So if we're ever going to sweep this team, now that we've won uh, this game, it should be this series. Now, um, I agree totally with you. I thought the game was well-managed. I thought it was – I thought Kikuchi, even though he struggled, he fought, he grinded it out. Last year, this game would have been over. Yes, it would have. Some beautiful plays by Guerrero, Bichette, and, and Merrifield with the defense. And um, I guess my, my question for you is I, I, I was listening to what you were just saying about how, you know, we're a game behind Seattle and we're a game and a half behind Houston. I don't think those are the two teams at the end of the year that we're going to be chasing. I think it's going to be Texas and Tampa Bay. I'm looking at, I'm looking at their schedules, Texas and Seattle on the season on a four game in a four game series. So basically the Jays just have to be two games out and, um, and, and when the remaining, you know, four games to guarantee themselves a playoff spot, if it got to that, situation but i'm just wondering do you see it in a world that by the time the uh the end of the season comes around it's going to be texas that we're catching just because the schedule seems really light for seattle even after this stretch and uh and texas has a lot of tough games i'll hang up and listen yeah listen i i appreciate the call Gee. i don't i mean that's a good that's a good question i haven't i haven't done that deep a dive into it um look i i've said and now, it may not necessarily be be proven right, but it, it it's hard to sort of it's hard to ride because we've got six weeks left in the regular season, seven five weeks left in the regular season. Sorry, it's going to be hard to ride day to day 
for the next five weeks in the wild card racing? Do we cheer for this team? Do we want, uh, do we want, well, Houston played Seattle. Who do we want to win? Do we want Houston to beat Seattle? Right. Seattle was the team that was chasing us, but the Jays are chasing Houston. So how do you look at that? How do you look at when Boston plays Tampa, for example? I, I think the simple thing to do if you're the if, if you're the Blue Jays, that'd be the easiest thing to say, hey, we just got to win today. We got to win a series. If we keep doing that, we're going to be okay. Wonderful. But I think the thing to do if you're the Blue Jays is I think the thing to focus on is can we catch the Rays? If we can catch the Rays and surpass the Rays, we're going to put ourselves, this is the Blue Jays, I'm not talking about Jeff Blair, but if the Jays can catch the Rays and surpass the Rays, they will be in a good position in the wild card. Um, you've also got to keep in mind that there's a whole bunch of tie, that there are tiebreaker scenarios here that don't necessarily favor the Jays. Head-to-head record, that's the first tiebreaker but then record within your division is the other tiebreaker and the Jays got a lot a lot a lot a lot of work to do even with tonight's win they've got a lot of work to do to make up that part of the tie-breaking equation because they have had such a difficult time within the division this year so I I don't know you know who who do who are you chasing who are you not chasing the Boston Red Sox right now are chasing the Jays who are chasing Seattle, who are chasing the Astros, who are, you know, I don't think you can be that coy and say, okay, let's kind of try to pick this team off and let's, you know, let's not worry about this team. You, you know, this sounds really, I understand really trite, but you simply just win series. Just win series from this point on be nice to go in a little role. I mean, there's no reason with the Jays pitching that they can't go in a role against some of these weaker teams and rattle off six or seven wins in a row. The big thing you want to be doing when it comes to the wild card is you want to be playing good baseball when you get into it. That's the beauty of the wild card concept. Very few teams back into the wild card. So if you're the Blue Jays right now, you just want to win series and you want to be at your very best when you go into that final week and you get set for the wild card. Because the wild card in the past has been a pathway for teams to have success. 416-870-0590, star 591, 888-666-0590. 6-3, the Blue Jays. I don't know if they, I'd say they slayed the dragon tonight, but they, uh, well, they kept it in its, Lair, I guess, for a night. We'll step away and come back and take a look around the majors and go back to the phone lines. 416-870-0590, star 591 It is Blue Jays Talk on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Doesn't really waver, you know. He's getting a good pitch to hit. He's not missing it for one, but he's not expanding the zone. You know, it's, um, you know what you're going to get. You know, you kind of... Um, you wear that at bat against Perez in the seventh, left on left, hoping that he comes back around, even though it's Bautista probably, um, or Bauman, you know, after that. So wanted to keep him in the game because of what he's what he's been doing and uh, came through again. This time of year, is this a kind of momentum building point? Yeah, you know, it definitely can be, um, but it's something that you can't take for granted and you got to continue to go out there and play your best baseball day in and day out. You know, I'm not sure our uh, schedule gets a whole lot easier from here on out. So it's just, you know, grinding it out and playing our best baseball right now. That was John Schneider, the manager of the Toronto Blue Jays, and Brandon Belt, 
tonight's hitting hero as uh, Blue Jays beat the Baltimore Orioles 6-3. I'm a big fan of publications, websites that put some thought into their headlines. Love what I'm seeing right now on MLB.com. Just think about this. Belt the hero in extras as Blue Jays earn essential win. I was trying to figure out the word that I would use. Again, biggest win of the year. I don't know. Was it the biggest win of the year? Depends what happens tomorrow. Uh, Depends what happens in a couple of weeks. Biggest win of the year. I don't know if the Jays, clearly if the Jays don't make the playoffs, the win didn't matter. Uh, If the Jays eke in the wild card, then every win matters. But I love that. I love that type. An essential win. I think that's the absolute perfect word to describe today's win, tonight's win for the Blue Jays. An essential win. That is exactly what it was. And that is, is exactly what this series is. It's an essential series for the Blue Jays to get a little bit of wind in their sails going into an easier part of the schedule. And honestly, I think to kind of show the rest of the AL East, this this sounds like horrible talk radio blather, so I'm going to apologize in advance, but to show the rest of the AL East that they are capable of competing. Now, don't even get that I said that. Uh, Time for the Major League Standings Watch presented by Bet365. With Bet365, you can watch thousands of live games, build your own bet, and you can even make a bet while the game's still being played. 19-plus, play responsibly, Ontario only. Well, stop me if you've heard this. The uh, Seattle Mariners are kicking the you-know-what out of the Chicago White Sox. 6-2 in the top of the eighth inning right now. The Houston Astros, this is what I talked about, the wild card. Houston's beating Boston 7-1 in the eighth. Yay, I think. The uh, Astros are all over. The Red Sox, um, my goodness, the Washington Nationals, did they actually beat? I can't believe I wrote this down. Well, actually, I, yeah, I can. The uh, Washington Nationals beat the New York Yankees 2-1. You might as well just fold the Yankees franchise. Uh, Colorado was waxed 12-4 by Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, of course, announcing earlier today, or Major League Baseball announcing uh, earlier today, that uh, uh, Wander Franco, is on a uh, is on administrative leave as um, the investigations continue into social media posts suggesting that he has had an improper relationship with a minor. Um, the Rays winning twelve four tonight, and uh, because we're all about the wild card and everything, Arizona's beating Texas. It's early. It's always early. Arizona beating Texas though. 3-0. As a result of that, this is the standings, or these are the standings in the American League East. Baltimore 77 and 48. Tampa Bay 76 and 51. Again, their game is over. They're two back of the Orioles. The Blue Jays 70 and 56. They're seven and a half back of the O's. Half a game out of the wild card. Boston 68 and 59, 11 back of the O's. Four out of the wild card. And my goodness, the New York Yankees, 60 and 65. The Yankees have lost nine in a row. They are one and nine in their last 10. They are five games under 500. They are double, folks, the Yankees are double digits out of the wild card spot. I mean, I, I can't even believe, I can't even believe I see that. Looking at the wild card standings, 
The Rays are 76 and 51, five up. Houston, 71 and 55. They're playing right now against Boston. Make it 72 and 55. Seattle, 70 and 55. They're going to be 71 and 55 after uh, their win over the Chicago White Sox. And uh, the Blue Jays are 70 and 56. So uh, the Mariners, for all intents and purposes, uh, are, are two games up on the Blue Jays. Uh, because they are one ahead in the win column, and the teams will be tied. Uh, sorry, one ahead in the loss column, and the teams will be tied in the win column. 416 870 star 591 Jordo and Victoria. What's up, Jordo? Hey, thanks for having me call, Jeff. No worries, man. Yeah, second caller from Victoria tonight. So I know. Man, that's great. Hey, right on. Yeah. That's, that's absolutely uh, great. Nationwide. I love it. No doubt. Um, so, yeah, one thing I want to point out just about uh, how important small details are in, in games and how, you know, they can be bigger than what they seem in the moment. And, you know, one example of that was in the fourth there when Kikuchi sort of stepped off the mound for the second time, second disengagement, for no real reason. Like, he didn't try to make a play at second or anything. And then, you know, that allowed Baltimore to, to get the runners moving, right? And then, you know, play happens at second, runner scores, runners advance, and tying runs ends up coming across. So, you know, this is one example of details you got to pay attention. You can't give anything away for free in these important games, right? And another good example is what Chris LaRue pointed out in the radio broadcast. Uh, Barcho chasing down that ball in left field real fast, getting it in quick. That actually stopped the fourth run from coming in that saved the game, right? So, you know, there's so many small details in baseball, and you got to pay attention to all of them. And you hope that by the time the playoffs come around, and, you know, assuming the Jays are in there, fingers crossed, you know, all these small details are hammered out. They can't sort of make these small little mental mistakes that, you know, in the end could end up costing a run. You know, every every base matters both on the offensive side and defensive side. So, you know, it's just something to pay attention to. And, uh, yeah, that's the end of my thoughts. So you can expand on that. Thanks yeah, for taking the call. Yeah, thanks, Jordan. And I mean, look, John Schneider going back to spring training talked about how important attention to detail was. And, and, and I've got to tell you, I love John Schneider, but, I mean, there isn't a manager in the history of the game that hasn't said that paying attention to detail is important. I, I, I mean, there just isn't. I guarantee you every manager, anybody who has ever managed one major league game in their life has said to their team, you know what, guys, we got to pay attention to details because details are important. Um, and I'm not taking anything. Uh, I, I'm not obviously not taking anything away uh, from what you said. Uh, we have seen time and again this year where the small margins don't always don't always favor this team, but but I really think that based on how good this pitching is right now, like think about this: if I had told you on opening day that on August twenty second we wouldn't know where the hell Alec Manoa was. I, I, I'm not saying that we wouldn't. We don't know where he is. I mean, he is in Toronto someplace. He has been optioned to AAA. He's not pitching as far as we. If I had told you that, you would. And, and I said, oh, by the way, the Jays would be in the playoffs. You would say, Jeff, you're nuts. This is a guy who was a finalist for the Cy Young Award last year. Now you're saying that we don't know where he is. And da, 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 da. The pitching is so good that this team is always going to have a chance. Um, and as much as I, you know, like to be one of those guys that say, yeah, you know, you got to pay attention to details. You know what this team has to do? This team has to pitch well and hit home runs and make contact on hittable fastballs 
and you know do something with it. I'm not interested in in, in exit velocity. Doesn't matter to me if you hit the ball hard and it's it's a fly ball the opposite field. I don't care. I, I I really don't. It's nice that you got those gaudy numbers. If it's being beaten into the ground or going to the opposite field and isn't out, I I I just I just don't care how hard you hit it. I really don't. Um, and, and that's what this team has to do. And that's why I said I like that approach in the in the tenth inning. Like there was no second guessing. There was no second guessing at all. Brandon Belt went up and hit a first pitch fastball. Vladdy went up and hit a first pitch. Um, you know, Vladdy tonight. You know this kind of gets lost in the shuffle because Vladdy hit into a double play in the first inning on the first uh, on on the first pitch. Right, he swings at a first pitch slider. He's got no chance of doing anything with it. I'm kind of rolling my eyes and thinking, well, here's another night for Vladdy. No, Vladdy was three for three for four from that point on. Scored a run. Um, so I, I really do think that the Jays, every, everybody talks about approaches and everybody talks about adjustments, but I really think for the Jays, it's just simply a matter of really keeping it simple offensively, really keeping it simple offensively. The approach you've seen this team take, the approach we saw them take at Fenway Park and sweep in that series the approach we saw them take on Sunday, and to a certain degree, the, the approach we saw in extra innings tonight. That's what this team has to be about. It's that simple. Jeff and Sarnia, take us home, my friend. Yes, hi. Love your program. Thank you. Um, one thing you're forgetting is uh, their work on the base pads. They're not getting thrown out as much. You know, they really tightened up that part of the game. I just thought I'd bring that up. Yeah, I mean, look, there was, uh, you know, and then we, we missed this point, but but thank you for the call. You know, uh, kudos to uh, John Schneider uh, for starting the base runner with Danny Jansen at the plate. Stay out of a double play. Um, and uh, comes around and scores, Chapman comes around and scores on the double by Kevin Kiermaier. Th- th- this is a better, this is a more athletic Blue Jays team. Some of the numbers drive you nuts, right? Bo Bichette's, his, his speed numbers. His running metrics aren't as good as you would think they would be for a guy like Bo Bichette. There are a lot of underlying statistical indicators that suggest that this team isn't as athletic as we thought they'd be. But they do generally make the right decisions on the base path. And I've got to say this about Dalton Varsho. I will say this time. I've said it all year. I will continue to repeat it. Crystal LaRue talked about the play Dalton Varsho made tonight. The Jays' outfield defense is on another planet compared to, compared to what it was last year when Gurriel and Teoscar were out there. Like, I understand that Dalton Varsho's year offensively, there are signs of life now, but his year offensively, especially in the first half, really wasn't, wasn't all that good. Now, it was, it, was, it, was, it was really bad, let's be honest. But you saw again tonight the importance of outfield defense. You know, one thing Buck Martinez says, and it is a truism, when you make an error in the infield, it generally costs you a base. When you make an error in the outfield, it is calamitous. It quite often costs you one or two bases. It costs you one or two runs. Infield errors happen. You can pitch out of an infield error. 
generally speaking, it is hard to do that when you have an air in the outfield. And I've always, always, always remembered Buck talking about that. And that's something I think we need to keep in mind when we watch what the Blue Jays do in the outfield. The outfield defense is um, a- as good as it was in the days of Vernon Wells and Jose Cruz Jr. I, it, it really is. 6-3, the Blue Jays have beaten the Baltimore Orioles the first of three games. The second game of this three-game series goes tomorrow night at 7.05 p.m. right here on Sportsnet 590, the fan, and, of course, across the Sportsnet family, the television station. So, thank you for listening to Blue Jays Baseball, brought to you by Crown Rust Protection. New and used vehicle prices are rising and inventory is scarce. Avoid the hassle of buying prematurely by making your vehicle last longer with Crown Rust Protection. For a special summer offer in rust protection, visit crown.com today.